The Truth and Love Ministry is pleased to present Truth and Love Radio with former Muslim and now Christian pastor Sharam Hadian. Sharam is from Iran and is now a proud U.S. citizen living in Washington State. In addition to being a pastor and conference speaker, he is also the host of the weekly television program Till TV. And now, here is your host, Sharam Hadian. Well, thank you for joining us today on Truth and Love Radio. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian. And folks, we want to pick up uh, where we left off on our last show. Uh, I've titled these shows that we've revisited from time to time, Good Shepherd versus False Shepherd. And folks, we are bringing apostasy alerts. Uh, the purpose of our ministry, the Truth and Love ministry, is to speak the truth and love in accordance with Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Jesus commanded us that if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And so it is our job to bring truth in love to the body of Christ. That is what our ministry is about. That's what our mission is. And from time to time, we have brought you apostasy alerts about uh, heresy or false teaching that is going on in the church. And on the last program, I shared with you uh, a specific uh, alert that is very grieving to my heart because it involves Andy Stanley, who is the pastor of North Point Community Church in, in uh, Alpharetta, Georgia a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia. He now has one of the largest mega churches in the nation. According to the Atlanta Constitutional Journal, it's the apparently the second largest, over 31,000 members. Uh, I think there's some bigger ones, but anyway, it's one of the largest congregations in the country as far as a mega church. And I covered with you um, a pattern that we see happening in these larger churches and with these pastors that want to be relevant, want to uh, supposedly reach out to a lost culture, um, the pattern is that we, we start seeing a moving away from inerrancy of the Bible, the authority of the Bible. Uh, in the case of what I brought to you on the last program, the morality of the Bible, the morality of the Old Testament, the morality of the Ten Commandments, and we start seeing the softening, all for the sake of the loss, supposedly. In the meantime, thousands of believers are being deceived by this type of false teaching. And again, why it is personally grieving to me is because it is a tape that someone gave me. If you remember what tapes were before CDs and iPods, a tape someone gave to me of an Easter message, a two-sided tape. From Andy Stanley, it was his teaching, it was his sermon. One side about the crucifixion of the of uh, of the uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, the other side about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that tape that someone gave me that I listened to over and over again, where the gospel was presented to me for the first time in my life, where I began to my eyes were opened and I began to understand. And it exposed to me that what I had believed as a Muslim was a lie. That Allah is not the true God. That the God of the Bible is the one true God. And the Lord spoke to my heart. When I was listening to that tape in my car, driving home from work one day in Lawrenceville, Georgia, in 1999, June 1st of 1999, I was driving home. And the Lord touched my heart and the Holy Spirit came upon me and I began to weep and cry and Pull, I pulled over to the side of the road because I thought I was going to go get into an accident. 
And right there in that car, having listened to that tape and, and the message of the crucifixion and the resurrection over and over again, that, that my heart broke. The Lord pierced my heart and spoke to my heart and said, Sharam, you now know the truth. One is true and one is a lie. Choose today whom you're going to serve. And right there in that car, I prayed and I surrendered my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I called on the name of the Lord to be saved. I repented. I turned. And I said, from this day forward, Lord, I will serve you. Knowing that it meant I was an apostate. Knowing that I was probably going to lose my family. Which I did for a time. My dad disowned me three days later when I told him that I just became a Christian. And to have this man that God used to, to bring me into the kingdom. And, and, and all those who, who, who have, have, have somehow been touched by, by uh, my story and, and, and God's working in my life and, and our ministry over the last number of years, to, to think about that this man is going off the rails is, is deeply, deeply grieving. But this is the state. The scriptures have warned us that there must be a great falling away before the Lord returns. The Bible has said so. And according to Andy Stanley, before I get back into the video clips that I played where Andy Stanley is denying the, 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 the Old Testament and denying the Ten Commandments as, as necessary for today, which I, I said to you on the last program, is really a teaching called antinomianism. It's the fact that you're denying uh, the moral law as of either no use or no obligation uh, because it is by faith alone. It is under the dispensation of grace, and, and they hold, this view holds, uh, and, and this really started with John Piper, and John Piper has been, a, I think, a huge influence on Andy Stanley and Louis Giglio. Uh, Louis Giglio was a part of North Point Community Church. Uh, you know, the, the passion uh, concerts that many of us have listened to, um, and, and, and John Piper, from my understanding, has had an influence on Louis Giglio and, and perhaps an influence now on Andy Stanley. Because of, of this concept of antinomianism where we are no longer under any law, which is false. Because as I explained again, I don't want to go over this again, but I explained in the last program that this is, this, is a, this is a false teaching. Because while we are not under the ceremonial law because Christ has fulfilled it, while the civil law has changed because of the grace dispensation of grace, we are still under the moral law. Sin is still sin. God's morality is still God's morality. And we must observe uh, the moral law as our guide. The Ten Commandments have not been done away with, but this is what they're saying. So before I get to that clip, I was browsing Facebook, and I found the interesting clip. Uh, there was a conversation between Andy Stanley and this guy, Russell Moore. Uh, both are, uh, Russell Moore, of course, is with the Southern Baptist Convention. Andy Stanley, I believe, has some connections to the Southern Baptist Convention. And uh, I am not, uh, I have spoken out against Russell Moore. There are things that I believe he has gone off the rails uh, as well. And uh, if you're listening to this on Worldview Weekend, you know that Brandon House has, has talked about this many times, uh, of, of what Russell Moore has stood for. Russell Moore, who signed on to the Immigration Evangelical Roundtable, who's prefer, you know, bringing all these refugees in. Russell Moore, who worked with... Uh, uh, I, I think it was Tim Keller uh, to to um, say we, we should support the building of mosques because if we prevent their uh, houses of worship from being built, then uh, they're going to you know try to stop our churches from from being built and encourage people to support the building of mosques and many uh, many many other in, uh, you know uh, 
uh, in, uh, you know, errant, errant things, not inerrant, errant things that I can talk about. But this was an interesting discussion. I want to play a little bit of video clip from you because Russell Moore is asking Andy Stanley the issue of biblical inerrancy and talking about the fact that Stanley has come out and said when he talks to people about the Bible, he will not say the Bible says or Scripture says he will not say those things. And so um, the, the, I had to listen all the way through to, to, to try to somewhat understand Andy Stanley's you know reasoning, as he calls a quote-unquote tactical approach to reaching the lost by not quoting the Bible, by not saying the Bible says or God says, God's word says, but by only talking about the individuals that Peter says or Paul says or Matthew says. Again, you got to listen to his own words. I'll, I'll put this link on our website. If you again if you're if you're not on tillproject.com, go to tillproject.com under the media tab under Truth Truth and Love Radio. And when you click on this this program, you will see the links there. And uh 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 you know I, I it's really important for us to understand. So listen to a little bit of this exchange and then we'll comment on what Russell Moore is asking Andy Stanley. Again, hear me, I do not agree with Russell Moore on many things, but on this one issue I agree with him. And he's actually calling Stanley out on this uh, for what he says. So listen to this. Very controversially said a couple of years ago that we shouldn't say the Bible says now mm -hmm. uh, in appealing to the authority of, of Scripture because of people like this, this <clears throat> atheist nun woman. She doesn't receive the authority of, of Scripture. Right. Uh, I would, of course, disagree with that because it would say no one naturally receives the authority of Scripture. The Scripture brings with it its own, its own power and its own authority. What do you mean when you say we, we shouldn't say the Bible says? Is it? Well... Yeah, no, that's, I'm glad you asked that. The reason I encourage pastors not to say the Bible says, the scripture teaches those things, if, it, if it's a bunch of Christians and it's a bunch of people who take the Bible seriously, we're good to go. And for generations in our culture, we got by with it. But it's, I've just learned through experience. I have removed an unnecessary obstacle. When by the way, let me stop there. Did you hear what he just said? I have learned through experience to remove an unnecessary obstacle. So to tell an unbeliever that the Bible says or the authority of God says, now this is Andy Stanley again, folks. It's the same person we're talking about. To, to, to say uh, that, 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 that I've learned through experience is what he said. This is what, we're, this is what the Bible talks about, the doctrine of, doctrines of demons. This is when we bring our own understanding into uh, uh, our, our Christian walk and how we engage and how we even share the gospel and evangelism because we think we know better through our experiences rather than what the Word of God says. When I was watching him in this interview, if you watch this clip, it's about 13 minutes long, what I just see is the arrogance, the arrogance of, of this man who thinks he knows better how to reach the lost than the Word of God. To tell, to say that this is a tactical approach. Again, I, I apologize that, uh, you know, you hear me getting a little bit heated. But uh, how dare you, sir? Just keep listening to what he says and how he tries to justify this. But I say to, a, to not just non-Christians, but Christians who are having doubts about the Scripture, perhaps. When I say, it's just a more direct route to say, Jesus taught. 
The Apostle Paul, who, by the way, used to hate Christians. Anybody here hate Christians? You love the Apostle Paul. He hated Christians. The Apostle Paul. I know, it's kind of funny. Now you're interested in the Apostle Paul. Peter taught. Um, let me tell you about Peter. James, my favorite one is James. James said, let me, before we go to James, let me tell you about James. James was the brother of Jesus. What would your brother have to do to convince you that he was the son of God? Everybody laughs. I'm like, did you know that James doesn't show up until after the resurrection? James believed his brother was his Lord. That's awesome. Here's what he says. I think it is an easier on-ramp for people who are distant, distancing, doubting, to start with the authority of the, of the author than to start with the Bible. And there are other... Whoa, 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 did you hear what I just said? To start with the authority of the author rather than the Bible. I'm sorry, Andy. What authority does the author have? What authority did Paul have? What authority did Matthew have? What authority did John have? What authority did they have except that which was given to them by the power of the Holy Spirit? They had no authority other than what was given to them by the revelation of the Holy Spirit and that Jesus is the Word. He is the Word of God. He and even Jesus himself, if you remember, uh, that that when 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 he was... Uh, t- uh, tempted by Satan in the wilderness, as what he did, he say, as the scriptures say. I'll, I'll pull up that reference in a minute as you're listening to a little bit more of this exchange. As the scriptures say. So his justification is again, he's using this as a quote unquote tactical approach to, to, to reach the loss because he's going to quote the authority of these authors. These authors have no authority except for what is given to them. By the word of God, if they're quoting, if, if they're dictating what the Holy Spirit has has given them to dictate and to ultimately write down and 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 codify in Scripture, that is their authority. They have we have no authority except that authority which Christ gives us through the Holy Spirit and through the word of God. Andy, let's keep listening. The reason is this. And, and you know this. It's not what the Bible says. That's the issue. It's what else the Bible says. And. Again, when you're dealing with secular people, as soon as you say the Bible, everybody now knows all the problems with the Bible. And when I say problems, the problems in terms of culture's view of the Bible, in terms of six-day creation, no geological evidence for a worldwide flood, there's no evidence for the Exodus, there's all, all kinds of things that people can poke at, poke at, poke at. And when we dis, when they in their minds can discredit parts, it discredits the whole. The problem is we send too many co- uh, kids off to college thinking the same way. So they get into a freshman, you know, um, English class or literature class and somebody pokes holes in the Old Testament and the whole house of cards comes tumbling down. But the foundation of our faith isn't the Bible. The foundation of our faith is an event, the resurrection. And I. Wow. Did you hear what you just said? The foundation of our faith is not the Bible. The foundation of our faith is the resurrection. Now, we would agree that the resurrection is, is a central theme, is a central theme of Christianity. But to say that the foundation of our faith, again, folks, I'm playing these clips because this is actually, this, hearing him say this, and I think this is back from 2016, Hearing him say this now makes sense why he is rejecting the Old Testament, why he's rejecting the Ten Commandments, why he would go down the road of antinomianism, because he is saying that the Bible is not the main thing. The resurrection is the main thing. Well, how do you know that Jesus is the Messiah if you don't have the Old Testament? How do you know that Jesus 
is the Son of God unless you have the Old Testament. How do you know that the Bible is the Word of God unless it was prophesied that God would send His Son or send the Word? And the fact that that we're told in John chapter 1 that, that, that Jesus is the Word. The Word has become flesh and dwelt among us, revealing His glory. So, this is shocking to me that he's trying to equate it not as the Bible, but as the resurrection. It's the central theme, and I just want to point people to the resurrection. You're you're, you're taking the resurrection apart from the rest of it. So let's, let's keep listening to a few more things. I think in our preaching, it is easy when you develop the habit to take every single sermon, every single sermon, and weave it back ultimately to Jesus and ultimately to the resurrection. Because once you settle the issue of who is Jesus based on the resurrection, everything unfolds from there to the beginning of the Bible all the way to an end. But so it's just, an, it's just an approach. The, the same people are punching holes in the authority of Scripture are also punching holes in the, the reality of Jesus. What do we know about the historical Jesus? We, 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 don't, have, uh, we don't have visible proof. That I Jesus love, has been see, I love to have that discussion. If To have the discussion around the resurrection is a much easier discussion than trying to defend the whole Bible. That's, that's my point. It's not a lack of confidence in the Scripture. This is an approach, again, based on culture. And Wow. It's an approach based on culture. This is where we're at now. Is is that is that we're going to change the defense of the Bible? We're 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 because because you think it's easier to defend the resurrection of the Bible, we're going to abandon the defense of the Bible. We're not even going to talk about it. And, and and according to if I listen to Mr. Stanley, that I should never say the Bible says, the Scriptures say, God says, His Word says. Let me let me go to Matthew chapter four, verse one through eleven, when Satan tempts Jesus. You know the story. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when the tempter in verse 3 came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written. Well, if you listen to the rest of this video, Stanley's point is, well, the early church didn't have any, anything written. They, they, they didn't follow, the, they didn't have the Bible. No, Andy, they had the, the, the Old Testament. They had the scrolls of the Old Testament. They had the Torah. They had the writings of the prophets. That's why, and, and again, we'll look at this later, that's why we know that uh, according to, and let me get to it here, according to Ephesians chapter 2, what does Ephesians tell us? Tell us. Ephesians tell, it tells us, and, and, and it says here in verse 19, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. In the whole, and in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you all, you also are being built together in a dwelling of God in the Spirit. So the whole household, Jew and Gentile, 
stranger and alien, when they come into the family of God, when they receive Jesus Christ, that foundation, God's household is being, according to verse 20, is built on the foundation of the apostles, that's the New Testament, and the foundation of the prophets, that's the Old Testament. And so for him to say we're taking a tactical approach, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's just an approach. And, and, and to say that I, I'm not going to uh, say, you know, thus says the scriptures. Thus says uh, uh, the word of God. L let me go back to what Jesus says again. It is written. What is written? He's quoting the Old Testament prophets. He's quoting the Old Testament. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up to the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. He shall give his angels charge over you. So Satan quotes scripture. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus says to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus says, said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone you shall serve. By the way, where does that come from? That comes from the Ten Commandments. How many of you remember the Ten Commandments? How many of you read the Ten Commandments? How many of you look to the Ten Commandments to understand? To understand what the Word of God, the, 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 the morality of the, of the Word of God is. This is a, a, a blatant effort. And again, I don't know if Stanley's being influenced by Piper or others. Clearly, he's, he's, been, he's been corrupted. But this is a blatant effort to destroy the authority and the inerrancy. He, 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 he sort of scoffs and balks. Just Let me play a little bit more and, and listen to him. Uh, but I, I, I want to just, just read the first uh, two commandments of the Ten Commandments. In Exodus chapter 20, in verse 2. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the household of bondage. Verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. Verse 4, you shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is it, it is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to, down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands those to those who love me and keep my commandments. Verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. This is the authority of Scripture. Now listen to more of the pablum and doctrines of demons that are going to come out of Andy Stanley. Listen to this. And some cultural assumptions. But, but don't you think that as you're, as you're preaching and teaching through the Bible... Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, the, the voice of God speaks through the scriptures. And uh, when, when, it, it seems to me quote that if we don't talk what, about what does that verse it, say? It's the light of Christ has, has shown uh, in, into, your, into your hearts, the glory that is reflected in the light of Jesus Christ. And Paul is talking about in the context, we don't peddle uh, the word of God as right. some do, but through the open proclamation of the truth, absolutely, which, he, which he, he consistently refers back to as the scriptures say, hold fast to the sacred writings and so forth. It seems to me 
if we, if we don't appeal to the authority of the scripture, what we do is to appeal to the authority of ourselves. That's trust, trust me. Again, uh, you know, I, I don't have a lot of positive things to say about Russell Moore, but in this one example, I agree with him. I agree with him in what he's, how he's challenging Mr. Stanley here. And Stanley is going to, because if you don't hold to the authority of Scripture, then you're holding to the authority of yourself or to what you think or or, or what Andy Stanley is going to answer is, well, I, I'm holding to the authority of Paul. I'm holding holding to the authority of, of, of listen to what he says. Listen to what he says. No, I, I'm telling you that, well, how, how is that not true in your view? Because I'm not okay. doing that. <laughs> every Easter, now, this is an example. Every Easter, you can go back, all my Easter sermons, no matter what the sermon is, every Easter, because we have lots of guests, and a lot of people culturally go to church on Easter. I say, Christians believe, we just want you to know, we believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. We do not believe that because the Bible says so. It's better than that. We believe it because Matthew and eyewitness talk about Matthew. Because Oh, my goodness. I, I, I don't even know how to answer. Did you hear what he just said? L- let me just replay that real quick because, well, I, I'm running out of time here on this show. But So every Easter we have a service, and we tell people Jesus rose from the dead. But we don't believe that because the Bible said so. We believe that because Matthew said it or John said it or Luke said it. Well, then you're putting the authority on these men. These men had no authority, Mr. Stanley, unless what God had given them. And that authority was only given by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God. And the Holy Spirit testifies to the Logos, who is the Word, the Word of God, who is Jesus. And for you to say, we don't tell you this because the Bible doesn't say it. It's better than that. You're abandoning the Word of God. You're abandoning the authority and you're putting the authority exactly as what Russell Moore says on men. Now it makes sense, folks. Now it makes sense why Andy Stanley and people like this are going off the rails. When we abandon the scriptures, when we abandon the word of God, he can sit there and deny all day long that he is not doing it. I believe this. I believe this. Well, guess what? You're not acting as you believe it because you're telling people, don't say it. Don't say that the Bible says this. Don't say that the word of God says this. You're telling people to not quote the scriptures or to say the scriptures say it because of some confusion they may have about the Bible. Do we go based on the whims of the world or do we go based on the obedience to the word of God? Do we go based on what the world thinks, how we should present Christianity to them? Or do we go based on what the word of God says and how the, how, how the word is to be presented to the, to, the, to the world? My goodness. Lord, help us. Lord, come back soon. Lord, come back soon. May we stand faithfully for, the, for, for our faith and on the word. The word is living and active, is sharper than any two-edged sword. We will never win arguments. We will never win people to Christ truly if we are doing it using this kind of doctrines of demons and man's logic. This man thinks that he's smarter than the, the Bible? Shame on you, Andy Stanley. May God have mercy on you. We're, we're going we're, we're gonna to expose more of Andy Stanley here in the next show. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss our next program. God bless you. We'll see you on the next next program. Thank you for listening to Truth in Love Radio with Pastor Sharam Hadian. You can visit our website, order DVDs, subscribe to our podcast, 
or support the ministry at www.tilproject.com. Please join us next time for another installment of Truth in Love Radio.